This conference will now be recorded. Good. Let's start. Father, I thank you for another opportunity to come and learn at your feet. Spirit Divine, we commit this session to your hands. As we declared the name Jesus as the Lord over this session, grant me access and your sons and your daughters to understand it. As I am back on this new series on the Holy Ghost. Let your spirit minister to your people. Amen. 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 My lights are off, so I will just go strictly to the tax for the day. And before I do, do I have somebody with a question? 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 Good. I'm going to answer some few questions. Or few, I'm going to address a few issues that keeps on coming to my end to address. There are so many things in the word of God and also in the realm of spirituality that there is no one single answer. So when it comes to such issues, there are two, there are always two opposing views with regards to that. When it comes to the issue of taking the body of a dead person into the church. There are a lot of scriptures that one can get from the word of God that says yes. And there are also other scriptures, same book that says no. 
So there are a lot of things in the word of God. It is very difficult for man to comprehend with their mortal mind. So the only thing man can do is to allow the spirit of God to guide them. Is to allow somebody is giving me some serious feedback. Can you check the spirit of God to direct them? When it comes to the issue of tithe, there are two schools of thoughts. One school of thought indicates that tithe, the payment of tithe, is an old testament ritual. And there are enough scriptures from the word of God. There are enough scriptures from the word of God that says the other way. So when it comes to the issue of tithe, you can get scriptures from the word of God that says it is needless to pay tithe. And you can also get scriptures from the same word of God that says it is a duty to pay tight. Same book, two different opinions. So when it comes to some of these things, it is your understanding and your revelation that will determine the kind of outcome or response, testimonies that one might get as a result of the payment of tithe. So if you are here and you pay tithe and you don't pay tithe out of revelation, but you pay tithe all because your esophagus pay tithe, I am sorry to tell you that you will not get the needed benefits. Same with the issue of first fruits. Same with the issue of first fruits. Some of these things are done out of revelation. So if you lack revelation, it will be very, very difficult for you to do some of these things. You can also pick the issue of partnership, the issue of vows. Most of these things are done from the revelational level. So if you have a vow, you have made a vow to God and you are not honoring your part of the body, it is suicidal. It is suicidal. It is suicidal. Some of these things are done out of revelation. There's one topic that I'm going to talk about. Ideally, I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even, but one of 
my people sought my opinion today. And I felt like since ideally I start early and I play music and today due to Akufado, my light is off. I just have to start straight. I will use the first 15 minutes and talk about some few things. The lady asked me a question with regards to whether when a lady is in that time of the month, whether it is prudent for the lady to touch anything in spiritual or whether for the lady to involve herself in any spiritual activity. It is something that a lot of people have been confused. It is something a lot of people, one way or the other, might have their own opinion. Good. You see, I am going to give you the word of God. As I said earlier, there are certain things that can only be done from the realm of revelation. Per the Jewish Mosaic law, when a lady is at that time, she is considered impure. And when she is considered impure, it means she cannot ideally even come closer to anything that has to do with the church. She cannot sacrifice to God. She's supposed to hide herself somewhere, go through whichever process. And even after, there are certain spiritual purifications that the person ought to do before the person can be declared as pure. Word of God. When you go to the Islamic religion, day to day have the same. When you come to Christianity or the traditional religion, the traditional religion, it is even worse. That was why fetish priests and kings and chiefs, one way or the other, were given the opportunity to marry more than one or two. Even if you're a woman and you're a priestess, when you are in that time, you are not supposed to enter your shrine. Because the moment you do, you will desecrate the place. You will desecrate the place. 
you will desecrate the place. And per the natural order, even while you are in that time, you are not even supposed to cook for your husband. If somebody operates with a certain level of spirituality, so especially when you go to these spiritual churches, when a woman is in that style, they are not even allowed to come and sit in front. They always give them a seat at the back. They are not allowed to touch anything. There are certain holy places that people cannot do, all because of that sacred moment. When it comes to our realm of Christianity, I will pick two or three questions. If there is any question, just keep on writing. When it comes to our realm of Christianity, there are also two schools of thoughts. There are some people when they tell you that when a, a certain direction is given, when you are in that moment and you touch that direction, it neutralizes its power. I've taught you about the power of Odiaba. The Odiaba fruit. I've already told you the best Odiaba fruit is the one that shakes. So if you buy the Odiaba fruit and it's not shaking, then it means that it has lost its potency. So those who sell the Odiaba, it is also believed that when someone is in that moment and they touch the Odiaba fruit, even if it shakes, it would have lost, it will lose, immediately lose its power. So the market folks that sells it, when they are in that time, especially at times where if you're a woman, they will never allow you to touch it. They will rather pick it, or they will rather allow somebody to do it. What is my opinion? As I said earlier, all these theories are true they are true when a woman is in that time spiritually we call it the most sacred moment in the life of a woman if there is any time spiritual activities against women both in the visible and the invisible realm ceases it is at that moment because at that moment it is believed that any spiritual entity because the lady is believed to be in a certain state of impurity if anything any power gets closer to them during those moments that power that that spirit will lose its power so most often when a lady is in at that time she's sacred she becomes a god at that time 
when she prays, the prayer go direct. Do you know why? There are no interferences. There are no interferences. But it's also realized that from the same word of God, it was stated that women are not supposed to teach, are not even supposed to talk in church. Women are not supposed to stand in the presence of the congregation and preach. But you and I are witnesses to the wonderful things God is using our women to do. So I was trying to say that God is wrong to use our women. Good. The other proponent also believes that in the New Testament Christianity, Paul made a certain profound statement. Paul made a certain profound statement that whoever is in Christ has been purified by the blood. So another school of thoughts also believes that because we are redeemed by the blood, there is nothing like impure when it comes to somebody that has been sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. So there are some people, as I said, there are certain things you do based on the revelation. There are some people they don't allow women to cook for them. It is only men that does the everything. Because they think that when they do whichever power that they are operating with will be neutral. It is true. There are certain rivers that when you are in that time, you cannot get closer because you can neutralize the potency of that power. So when they are in that moment, though it is very, very discomfortable, but they are sacred moments. That is a time they have access. But that time, I don't think it will even come to their mind that they have to do pray. They are just thinking about certain things. They're just thinking about certain things. So some of these things, as I said earlier, it is all about the revelation. My revelation of this issue, I cannot let you know my revelation because I don't want to influence anybody's decision. I have given you all the broader picture about it. Decide on what you want to do with yours. Then abide by it. If you say no, 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 it is no, no, no. If you go yes, 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 it will be yes, 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 yes. But at that moment, because they are claimed to be impure, huh, there are certain fetish areas, these occultic areas. When you are in that moment, there are certain seats when you sit on it, Whichever power on that seat has been neutralized.
So our mothers will usually tell you when you are in that time, it is a taboo to go to the stream and fetch water. Because for all you know, that the power in that water, what neutralizes its strength is that condition. So let your heart, let your mind, let your spirit guide you. But as I said, if there's any time to push your supplications, if there's any time to liberate yourself, it is this time. Any question? If there is none, let me let me start my Holy Ghost session. Is there any question? Is there any question? Looks like there is none. Thank God. Looks like ah, there is none. There is nothing. Nothing you can do. Nothing you can see. Da 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 da. This is my voice dear. Da 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 da. Ah. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Good. Last session, I spoke about dispensations. And before I continue, I'll ask a few questions. Then I proceed. Sheila. 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 Apostle. Good. What did I say about the second dispensation? If it was baking and cabana, you've already finished baking. Sheila, what did I say about the second dispensation? Today, I am going to catch all of you. Grace, uncle, Sheila, you are all in. Now, if I ask you a question, I don't get it right, you pay 10 Ghana. And I will make sure that every day I'll ask 10 questions. So every day, 100 Ghana. Hey, that's good business, too. Sheila, you are owing me 10 Ghana. You hear? Right after, send the money to me. Grace, uncle. Grace. Apostle. What did I say about the first dispensation? The first one. Yes. The first one, um, um, the yes. first dispensation is the one of the father. Mm -hmm. And we also we also stated that it was also um, the dispensation of the law. Yes, um, uh -huh. we, we stated that 
it was the time where the dispensation where we uh, they were using physical altar sacrifices that of blood and that god revealed himself through uh, events uh, troubles and those things that's how he revealed himself through also names like el shaddai el rohi and god also delivered uh, the israelites <clears throat> using the elemental systems uh, it's okay don't say oh i need money today i have to get some money don't say oh the thing that you have said one why why do you want to oh sorry next time sorry. i'll make sure i'll ask you a very difficult question then you pay um naki naki of fair naki ah grace naki ah, is that your friend grace Naki, wow. Yes, 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 please. Good, good. Naki, hey, you are in the office. Sheila, don't say it, no. If you are, you are not online, it's not an issue. If it was a prophetic session, you would have gone to listen to the audio. Last night, I had a discussion on, on with Yuma, and I wanted to know the number of people that have been assessing our audios like the breakdown and the percentage and i and to my surprise only a few people there are less than 10 people that are constantly listening to the audio the day i will mention names that is when there will be an influence of people wanting to listen to the audio i have told him that next time if there is I think there is a prophetic session and they come. She didn't give them the audio. That day, you know, you post the audio. The word that will give you life, you people don't like it. Sheila, yesterday noon, if your name was mentioned, ha, because you would have gone to listen to the audio. You are, you are sending me to Ghana. No, 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 no. Now I have gotten a way to get my money. If I ask the question and you get it wrong, you are paying. If you don't pay physically, I will take the money spiritually and I will add Y0 to it. I am taking it now, 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 now. Whether you are online or not, I don't care. I have to force you people in so that you learn. I have to force you people. Naki, she thinks I've forgotten. Huh? Grace, call your friend. Her, 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 her line has dropped. Call her. That she should come online. No, 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 no. Else she's paying me 20 Ghana. Call her. Okay, no, 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 I'm no, no. She should come online. I mentioned her. Right. Nah, she's gone. She She's paying 20 Ghana. Mediabre, I have to force you people to learn. Ah. You have no idea. Since last night, how my heart has been misbehaving. And I come and organize a session. Learn now. You people don't want to learn. If it was to be some watching, you would have eaten. Good. Hmm. Um. Okay. Um. Um. As for Albert, I'm not going to ask her. But by now I know her book. She has opened her book. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask you. 
Nanama, good. Nanama, explain the difference between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Nanama. Ah, so God, why didn't you give me this idea? But now I have money. If you got it wrong and you don't pay, you never come for the session again. When you come, I'll take you out. And I'll make sure that I take the money spiritually too. Nanama. Apostle. Uh-huh. What did I say about the Pharisees and the Sadducees? The difference. Huh. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> You are seeking help back though. <laughs> Naki, what is the second dispensation? Apostle, please, she's attending to a client at the moment. I'll, I'll wait for her. Tell her that this question, I'll wait. Even if it is two o'clock, I will still, even when the session is over, she will call me and answer. Tell her that I don't have any problem. When the session is over, she she will call me and answer. Nanama. Nanama, Angel Nanama. What's that called? The Angel Cracker will do. Nanama, what did I say about the Sadducees and the Pharisees? Apostle, please, um, what I remember is that you said uh, that the <laughs> Pharisees claimed the Mosaic authority for their interpretation of the Jewish laws. Uh-huh. And I think the Sadducees, Apostle, wait. I was I'll come I'll come back. Hey, Nanama. <laughs> She's going to consult. He's going to consult. Good. Abna Abna Fosu. What did I say about the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees? <laughs> As for me, I'm a good teacher. I'm a very good teacher. <laughs> Abna. Abna too cannot talk. Abna, if you cannot talk, test. Good. Ella. Ella, they don't disappoint me. Ella, don't disappoint me. You 4 a.m. You've been awake. Ah. Instead of you to go and sleep, you are not a night watcher. 4 a.m. You were online. Ella, what did I say about the Sadducees and the Pharisees? Frankies. 
Hey, how come when I mention people's names, they don't, is it that they don't hear me or? Hey, I better mark the register for me, eh? Ah, uh, yes, Abna type. Yeah, Abna. If Abna doesn't type, Abna, I'm taking ten Ghana from Abna. No, 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 no. Ah, uh, hey, Joyce. Joyce, this one I don't know. They represent the authority of the priestly privileges. No, it is not true. Because they were. There were Sadducees who were at the top, and at the same time, they they were Pharisees that were at the top. So, right, Naki, uh, Sheila, and uh, Abna, Nanama, and Abna Fosu, they are owing me 10, 10 Ghana CDs. I will take the money physically. If they don't bring it, I will take it spiritually. The spiritual, you can add one zero to it. Good. Okay. Okay. Abna is right. So take Ab Abna's name out. She got it right. Good. Good. Uh, Abna, you are right. Carol, Carol, someone should meet Carol. Someone should meet Carol. Uh -huh. Who else is trying? Anna. Anna, Anna. Is it Annabelle? Anna. What did I say about the third dispensation? Hey, write Ella's name. Ella to Anna. Okay. Frida. Ah, the name is sweet. Frida. Frida Premper. Frida Danka. Frida Danka. Frida Danka. Hello, Pastor. See, there's so much noise here. I would rather type it. Very good. I just want your attention. You can type. Madam, what did I say about the third dispensation? Ah, Grace, Grace Uncle, your friend Naki. I don't know, but I am seeing her in a day in March. It's like birthday celebration. Somebody brought her something and that thing had been contaminated. Do we have Grace Uncle? Grace, your friend. I don't know the celebration ahead of her in this month, but it looks like a personal celebration either a birth celebration, a birthday celebration. Naki, let her be careful and be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit when she receives gifts. 
on her birthday. Good. So, um, Alberta, let me know the register. The people that are owing me. And let yes. me continue today's today's session. Type their name on the app. Henceforth, yes. I mean, I was even contemplating stopping the noon session because I realized that most of you were not forthcoming. You were not learning as I really wanted you people to. I don't have time to come and entertain people. Neither do I have the time to just come and make people feel good. The information that I am giving to you, I, I day in day out, I receive office to monetize it, not even within the TPN network, but other places. So one, two, three, four. Ah, forty Ghana days. So I have to get more. You see, can someone read First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse three? Do I have my Eves with me, my Eves, and the Nancy's? Hey, the medical people, my eyes. Too. When I, I I look at uh, test, it's like it's becoming blurry. Why that one to where is it coming from? Uh hmm. somebody should read there. First Corinthians chapter twelve verse three. I am starting the series on the the third dispensation, the dispensation of the spirit. I am going to teach you a lot of things. Good. Let's go. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. Therefore, Good. I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. Amen. Good. It was Apostle Paul. By that time, there were a lot of issues within the church. Because the Spirit of God was all over the place. And people had encounters. And because they had encounters, they felt that they had the Spirit. So that is enough. But Paul, the master strategist felt that it is not enough it 
it is not enough to have only the spirit and that if you have the holy spirit and you lack understanding it is useless so like other things in our christian life the giftings of the holy spirit must also be taught the do's and don'ts of the third dispensation god must also be taught and the reason why it it ought to be taught is that there are a lot of distortions there are a lot of misinformation about the third dispensation about the personality of the holy ghost if i may ask who is the holy ghost and to some of us what is the holy ghost what is the evidence of the holy ghost in a person these are the questions that i have asked who is the holy ghost hey we all we all we, we keep us all i have I have the holy ghost in me so to you alberta what is the holy ghost who is the holy ghost what is a sign of having the holy ghost in you good the holy spirit comes with uh-huh. the, the holy spirit is of god and it comes with a sense of calmness love kind and madam do you know that those who smoke they are very calm those do you know smoke. that those who smoke hey those who smoke those who smoke weed they are very calm yes they are very kind yes so you i am just trying to let you know that where you are going you don't even know the man because i i can be very kind i can be very calm a fetish priest can exhibit all these things does that mean they have the holy ghost most of us what we thought was the holy ghost it's our own imagination. Let me ask, who is the Holy Ghost? Amanda, who is the Holy Ghost to you? You are bringing yourself. Who is the Holy Ghost to you? What is the sign of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit? the sign see as children of god we are always making some statements i have this i have joy because the holy spirit is in me i have this i have that but the truth is 
we don't even know the man. I bet I know they have this weird desire. You want to see? <laughs> I bet I want to see. I bet I want to see. I bet I want to know what is in the mind of people. It's so simple. My friend, Adwaduma, another witch. Because of her consistency with God, at times she will be there and she can hack into someone's mind and know what they are thinking about her or what they are saying. So it is possible, Alberta. You need you need to be patient. In our work with God or in our in the third dispensation, there are two categories of people. There are two categories of people. There are two categories of people. Can someone open First Corinthians chapter 14, 23, I think 24. 1 <sighs> Corinthians chapter 14. There are two categories of people. How about the please first Corinthians chapter 14? 23, 24. Okay. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and mm -hmm. inquires or unbelievers come in, will, will they not say you are out of your mind? But mm -hmm. if an unbeliever or inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, they are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all. Amen. Mm -hmm. Good. The scripture that our guests are read, the Bible spoke about two, two categories of people in the church. We have the unbelievers. And we have another category of people in the church, which I have termed or called them the unlearned or the untaught. They are in church. Every Sunday they are there. Every Wednesday they are there. Every Friday they are there. They are very active in church. But per the scripture our dear sister read in First Corinthians chapter 14, 23, 24, indicates that there are two categories of people at every church session. In our meetings, there are two people right now. We have the unbelievers. The people who do not believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, it is true. Some are against here because they thought and then they make track one today. Or the pack one China No. Last night, one lady sent me a message. 
Apostle, I want a direction. And I asked her for what? Apostle, I want something that when I put into my husband's food, and when he eats, he will love me the more. Hey, bro, around 11.30, then I called her. Then I told her that you don't need anything to put into your husband's food. There are only two things you need. Just let your character speak for you and be who you are. You don't have to prove any point, but let your character. Please, if that woman is here now, I'm, sell, I'm selling a love portion. When you put it in the food, hey, your boyfriend will love you. $2,000. The dollars to the, it is, the, if the dollar comes and it's not fresh note, I will not take it. $2,000. If you want a love portion, hey, hey, Christians, if you don't take care, they will turn me into a man. I'm telling you. So there are two categories of people. The unbelievers and the online. So every church gathering, we have the unbelievers. The people who do not believe in God. And we have the online or the untaught. These are people. who believe in God, but have not been taught. The functions and the operations of the Holy Spirit. Somebody like Alberta, she falls within the category of the unlearned and the untaught. Though she is a believer, she believes in God. But she's online. She doesn't even know what she has believed in. So people like her, if the enemy is able to be a little bit consistent, the probability that they will lose their faith is very high because it is the word of God that is a foundation for our next level. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I am going to teach about the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians, I think chapter 12, 
verse 4 talks about the different operations of the spirit by the same god you realize that in the first dispensation the papa god was using circumstances and challenges to reveal himself to his people you realize that in the second dispensation the bridge jesus also used the same approach as the father using circumstances to teach to heal and to deliver god's people in the last dispensation which is the dispensation of the spirits there are a whole lot of departments there are a whole lot of what the manifestations of the spirit so whereas god revealed himself to abraham as el shaddai and later as the lord god jehovah the same approach is what has been revealed to us when it comes to the operations of the holy spirit thank you jesus the manifestations of the spirit of god can be grouped into three so when you read i think first corinthians chapter 12 verse 4 it talks about the diversities of the spirit of god the diversities of the giftings the diversities of the human body the past but the same body so you can pick the holy spirit or the manifestation of the operations of the holy spirit as the body you have your eyes you have your teeth you have your hands they are all different functions of the body but all these functions makes one complete body it's the same way with the holy spirit and i am believing god that after today's presentation you will get a better understanding about the manifestations of the holy spirit i said the manifestations of the giftings of god has been grouped into three we have the revelation gifts we have the power gifts and lastly we have the vocal gifts but before i will elaborate on these giftings there are certain key pointers i want to bring to your notice 
before you can understand the concept of the Holy Ghost, its operations, its manifestations, and its giftings. There are certain things you need to understand. One, the Holy Spirit manifests as He wills. When you read First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse eleven, the Holy Spirit is a pulse on its own. So when you go for a session. Man cannot determine how, why the Holy Spirit must manifest. So the Holy Spirit is his own boss. He does whatever he wants. The Holy Spirit reserves the right to choose. He reserves the right to choose. He reserves the right to manifest one. He reserves the right to choose whom to manifest through. So I know most of you have been to Pentecostal sessions before. And mostly when you go for Pentecostal meetings and after the, what do you call it? The worship. They give God opportunity to speak to his people. But it is the Spirit of God that determines the people He chooses and speak through them. The third thing about the Holy Ghost, as I said earlier, that He's a boss. He's a boss. The fourth thing about the Holy Ghost is that the Holy Spirit. It's not called at the discretion of the vessel. So somebody like Alberta cannot say, hey, I am calling the Holy Spirit, come. How dare you? Can you even command your boyfriend? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not called at the discretion of the vessel. It is the Spirit that decides which vessel to use the mere fact that you go to church you are always in church oh god i want to be baptized by the holy spirit it's not a guarantee that the holy spirit must choose you he's his own boss and he does whatever he wants the first thing I'll speak about is that you cannot separate the Holy Spirit, the giftings of God, from the giver. So you cannot say, now I have the giftings of God, and therefore, I don't need this God. You have signed your death warrant.
I know most of you want to really function in the Holy Spirit. You want to really manifest his power. But the truth is, before you can manifest the power of the Holy Spirit, you must have a certain close relationship. So before you can operate through the Holy Spirit, you must have a certain close relationship with him. The main thing, one other thing that you have to also keep in mind, if you really want to understand the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, is the law of free will or the law of choice. The law of the free will. What makes you an I human? Is the law of the free will. When you go to the other kingdoms, there is nothing like freedom. And do you know do you know why there is nothing like freedom? Because there is nothing like a free will. When you are into occultism, there is nothing like a free will. It is the spirit and the grandmasters that determines how you live your life. And you are supposed to adhere to some of these street rules. Failure to do that, they will kill you. The same in our most of our traditional setups the manifestation of the spirit of god can never happen in the life of somebody until the person allows the holy spirit will never bypass our free will. The Holy Spirit will never bypass our bodies. So you are dead. If you have not granted God access to your soul, the Spirit of God cannot come and dwell in you. Unlike those on the other side, you will be there and a certain spirit will just possess you. Then you become a fetish priest or priestess. But the operations and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit will never bypass the free will of people. So if you want to know 
that this spirit that is operating in somebody is of God or is not of God. Whereas Satan possesses the people with that their their, their abilities. Satan possesses these people either by using force and puts these people in bondage. The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. The Holy Spirit will never take advantage of you. The Holy Spirit will wait for you to yield to him completely. So some of us, he's standing at the door waiting for us to yield to him completely. What makes you human? What makes you more powerful than their animals? It's our power of free will. It's our power of choice. The law of free will is highly regarded by God. After the fall of man, God could have taken the free will from man. Even after the blood was shed, he could still take the free will from man. But God respects our free will, our ability to choose. When you talk about the human will, it is the mind, the soul. No wonder it is the battleground in the spiritual realm. The mind is a place Satan oppresses. And he tries to manipulate us by taking control of our soul. And he easily does that to temptation. If you want to have the Holy Spirit in you, remember, he's a perfect gentleman. We just have to give him access. And the moment you give him access, he will begin to manifest in us. If I read Mark chapter one verse, I think uh, Mark chapter one, Mark chapter one, Mark chapter one verse 12, it talks about Jesus Christ yielding to the Holy Spirit Even to the extent that the Holy Spirit was able to drive Jesus into the bush. Paul, in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 22 23, dead. 
also yielded to the Holy Spirit. Even to the point that he said he has to go to Jerusalem. Because he is bound in his spirit. I remember also the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit operates in you and I based on our ability to yield. So the Holy Spirit can only manifest in proportion to our ability our eagerness to yield to him. Okay, when I say what does it mean when it's a perfect gentleman? The law of the free will. Any perfect gentleman will never abuse the law of the free will. So that makes him a perfect gentleman. It doesn't mean that he's tall, uh, he has muscles. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with the physical thing. It is because he can only come to you when you grant him access. So the difference between I and maybe Alberta is I have been able to yield more to the Holy Spirit than her. The difference between Alberta and some of her friends is that she has been able to yield more to the Holy Spirit than some of his people. Unless we understand the manifestations of God, we cannot channel his giftings. And if you want to, huh? and if you want to have a certain intimacy with the Holy Ghost, then you must be prepared to let go of things that may be the flesh values. The third stage of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, it is through our emotions. Emotions, intellect, passion. So when you read the book of Acts, I think chapter 5, verse 14, 15, it says, when we yield, when the Holy Spirit has control over our spirit or our soul, He is able to manifest through our bodies. So before the Holy Spirit can manifest through your body, He must first have the spirit and the soul of grace before the body can react to the Holy Spirit. 
Please, any question up till now? Is there any question? Apostle. Good. Your last words, please explain. Like, it's not really, I don't understand that, please. I explain what? What don't you understand? You were talking about um, before the Holy Spirit must manifest, it has to, um, like, get the attention of your soul and spirit. And how will it happen? Like, how? Oh, madam, I spoke about the three pointers of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I said the Holy Spirit operates as a boss. He chooses his own vessel. He chooses the people to manifest through them. Okay? Are you with me? And the second thing I spoke about the Holy Spirit. So the first one, it's the spirit that decides the vessel it wants to use. You cannot determine the giftings you want to. You cannot determine the, the, the giftings or the spirit the, or its manifestation through your life. The second key pointer about the Holy Spirit is that it operates within the law of free will and the law of choice. And I told you that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is by his free will. God will not impose anything on us. The difference between the free will of man and that of Satan is Satan imposes and puts the people in bondage. But when it comes to us, before the Holy Spirit can move through you and I, after he has chosen even you as a vessel, you must yield. Alberta must give the Holy Spirit access to the soul. Alberta must give the Holy Spirit access to the body that now I am for God and I am not going to allow Satan to have anything to do with me. But because he is a spirit. He can only operate or he can only have access to you through your mind. Through the mind. Through the mind. Through the mind. And anything that has to do with the mind, then it has something what we call what the human will. Anything that has something to do with the mind has something to do with the human will. So if you're a child of God, and you want to live a life of dominion, then you must surrender the human will. Remember, it is the human will that controls your physical body. So when you feel like, ah, now uh, I want somebody to hug, I have missed my boyfriend. It is the human will that will what? That will send a certain signal. Then the body will start behaving. Okay, it is like when you are fasting. Today you are fasting. The human will will send a certain signal. It is time for you to eat. You are hungry. Then your stomach will start misbehaving. Then your ability to overcome the human will and say, hey, I am fasting. Therefore, I am denying this human will. What you call what? Food. So when you allow 
the Holy Spirit to have access to your mind. Now he has chosen. He determines the people to choose. So he has chosen Alberta. But though God has chosen you, Alberta, you must be able to surround your will to him. He's a perfect gentleman. He cannot just come and impose himself on you. He cannot just come and impose himself. Unlike those in the other world, the spirit, Satan imposes and puts those people in bondage. Whereas when it comes to our Lord to God, he comes as a perfect gentleman because he understands the law of the free will. So when he comes and gives you and I a choice to choose the choice, either to be with him or not, even when if you, we, we accept to be with him, our ability to yield to him will determine his glory in our lives. Our ability to yield to him will determine his glory in our lives. Can I continue? And I said, the third law of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is through our emotions. Now, you have decided that you are going to yield to him. Which part of your body are you going to yield to him? You have given me access to your hope. But now you have to decide on which part of your home are you going to allow me to stay? Are you taking me to the guest room? Are you taking me to your bedroom? Are you taking me to the living room? Are you taking me to the kitchen? I hope you get me. So your ability to surrender, he has chosen you, but you must give him the right. Now, I accept you, come. But though you have accepted him, you have to open the tube. You have to grant, you have to give him your will. If you are not able to give him your will, he's not going to use you. So Alberta has given God a certain access to her life. So God can operate in Alberta's life based on the access. Let's say a polytank had come to your house full of water and they said alberta come there is enough water there is shortage everywhere if you like water come bring your barrel and let me fill it then okay i am coming you have decided to go the spirit has chosen you so the spirit has brought a, a, a water into your house now you have decided that you would not go and partake some of the water the water has more than enough but the container the barrel that you will go will determine the water you will get i hope you get me so it is your ability it is your ability to allow the holy spirit to control your feelings your feelings the day that you are fasting and the body will tell you that you are hungry and you are able to control that body feeling so your ability to yield to the holy spirit now i am a child of god i will never allow anybody to do rough rough with my body your ability to yield to the holy spirit will determine how the spirit of god will flow through you 
So at times when you become a child of God, the 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 temptation will come, the, the desire will come. The body will come and tell you that ah, uh, now Friday, let's go to a certain nightclub and let's go and enjoy, especially if you've been at a nightclub before. But the spirit that your human will, which you have surrounded to God, will tell you that ah no, you deserve better. You deserve better. This corona season, you are going to the nightclub. You deserve better. How better? Do you get it? Apostle, please, I get it. <laughs> the last part. <laughs> Any other question? First Corinthians chapter 2, 12, verse 4. Can someone read it? First Corinthians chapter 12. I'm starting with scriptures. Later, I'll flu. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Good. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them there are different kinds of service in the church but it is the same lord we are serving so when you go to the anglicans they have a unique way of hand of having their service when you go to the pentecostals they have a unique way of handling their, of having their service when you go to the to the charismatic they have a unique way of hand of having their service but it is the same word. God. So as children of God, there are different ways God works in our lives. But it is the same spirit that God does his work through us. So you will go to a Catholic church for the first time. And that is one of the distortions in the church. The church of today, we are always condemning each other. The mere fact that you attend the apostolic church, and this is how, for your orientation, this is how you have your service. And you go to a Catholic church, and you see how the Catholics have their, their service. It does not mean what the Catholics are doing is not of God. And that is the problem with the church now. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts but the same spirits huh. can you read the verse four the five if i read the verse five six seven yes please first Corinthians chapter four Verse 5, 6, and 7. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Uh -huh. There are different True. kinds of working, but uh -huh. in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Uh -huh. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. 
Amen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So when you understand this scripture, you will never condemn what someone does in their church. That's what I said. I keep on saying that when you go to heaven, you'll be shocked the people you'll find there. The notable men of God and people we thought, oh, as for them, they, they made it. We'll go and we'll see them in hell. Pounding fufu with their teeth. Pounding fufu with their teeth. Good. It says, go to the verse 8. 9. From the verse 8. Diversities of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 and 9. Good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Amen. Good. The verse 8, he spoke about the diversities of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He spoke about the diversities of the ministries of the Lord Jesus. Two different things. And the third one, he spoke about the diversities of the operations of the, of the Spirit. Three different things. He spoke about the diversities of the gifts the diversities of the ministries, ministries of the gift by the same Lord. And the third thing, he spoke about the diversities of the operations by the same Father. Good. Now let's focus on the diversities of the gift. The diversities of the gift, it was, it's what our dear sister read from the verse eight to 10. The diversities of the gifts talks about the nine giftings of God. The nine giftings of God. And these nine giftings of God can be grouped into three. These nine giftings of God can be grouped into three. I want you to get the verse eight, the verse seven, the verse six, verse seven. Very well. He spoke about three major things the diversities of the gifts. So the gifts has so many components. The gifts has so many ministries and the gifts has so many operations. Okay. See the gifts as tools. See the ministries as offices. And see the operations as the acts or the work someone does. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So let me use, ah, who should I use? 
Let me use the bankers. Naki. Let's assume Naki is a teller at TPN Bank. So by all means, Naki will use a computer with a certain software. Naki will have a safe where she puts the money. And Naki will have a money counting machine. So the office is her portfolio, her position, her role. And the things that she will need to function in that role are the diversities of the gifts. This one I was contemplating of starting a football career. Because I realized that people are really chopping money. Oh, no, I used to play football. Though. <laughs> I used to play football. I want to go to uh, Kosovo. 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 And go and play some eighth division. That one there, I can, I can, I can, I can play. My money crowd will be even better than what Kotoko and Hats players have been paid here. Oh, it's true. Then I realized that if I want to be a footballer, I will need some cases. I will need boots. I will need the football. So these are the gifts, the tools that I will need to become the diversities of the ministries, a player. And the operations is my ability to run my ability to train so if i want to play football and then i i have to run dribble one or two players and give a pass i am explaining the bible to you if you are not able to get these three things you'll never understand everything about the holy spirit so i'm a baba when you come to my shop, I will need a mirror. I will need a, a Caesar, scissors. I will need some comb. And I will need some blade. And uh, yes, and the shaving machine. So as a barber, this my office is a barber these are the tools i will need to function so the verse four it says there are diversities of the gifts there are diversities of the tools i want to be i want to prepare food i will need certain cooking utensils to cook so there are different types of cooking utensils there are different 
varieties of food to prepare. I hope you are getting the verse four, five, and six. It's very, very important. So the verse four of First Corinthians chapter twelve talks about the giftings. So the giftings of God is what has been grouped into three. We have the revelation gifts, we have the power gift, and we have the vocal gift. So the first Corinthians chapter four is referring to the manifestation of these gifts. The first Corinthians chapter five is referring to what? The administration of the gifts. The administrations of the gift of God is what we term as the office, the ministries. It's what we term as the offices. And there are different differences of administration, but the same Lord. So let me focus on the four. What are the nine giftings? Per the verse 4, 8 to 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Eva spoke about the revelation gifts. The revelation gifts are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the descending of spirits. Still on 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 10. The diversities of giftings. Revelation gifts, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the descending of spirits. The power gifts are the gifts of faith, the workings of miracles, and healing. I will break these things down for you to understand. And the vocal gifts are the gifts of prophecy, the varieties of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. And that is why there is a lot of distortion in the body of Christ about speaking in tongues. Ah, if this thing is from God, how come when they are speaking and you touch them and uh, hey, amen, they, they, oh, they stop. And I know that there could be some people under the sound of my voice. You speak in tongues, but you don't even know what you are speaking. You speak in tongues, but you don't even understand the concept of tongue speaking. It's an assignment. Tomorrow I'll be asking. So the diversities, we have three main components. They are nine, grouped into three. The revelation, the power, and the vocal gifts. Can I continue? Any question up to here? Any question? 
I'll be ending in the next 24 minutes. Apostle, kindly speak about the power and just again. Okay, I said that. I didn't get the power part. Okay. Who can help her? Who can help her? Who can help her? Me. Excellent. Please, you said the power is, uh-huh. is the gift of faith, the working of miracles and healing. Excellent. Grace, any other questions? So that at least I'll better answers for you. Please, I'm fine. Good. Please, any other question? Any other question? Good. So what first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, diversities is what he elaborated it from the verse 8 to 10. Verse 8 to 10. And the verse 5 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, there are different differences of administration by the same Lord. And the verse is there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God that works through them all. You know about the diversities of gifts. Let's focus now on the diversities of ministries. Can someone read First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty-eight? First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty-eight. Good. And God has placed in the church first of all apostles, mm-hmm. second prophets, mm-hmm. third teachers, mm-hmm. then miracles, mm-hmm. then gifts of healing, mm-hmm. of helping, mm-hmm. of guidance, mm-hmm. and of different kinds of things. Good, good, good. And read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he gave some to the apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Amen. Good. So when you read the verse 12 of the scripture that you just read, when you read the verse 12, it says the responsibility of these ministries is to build God people, is to help God's people to do God's work. Now you know the, 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 the giftings of the spirit. 
You know that the giftings can be grouped into three power, revelation, and vocal. And now you know that there are five major ministries in the body of Christ. And these ministries are for the edification of the church. We have an apostle, we have the prophet, we have the evangelist, we have the pastor, and we have the teacher. There has been a lot of misconception, a lot of misinformation about the positions of these things. So someone who is called as a teacher has not left their calling as a teacher and is now referring to him or her, him or herself as a major prophet. Where from this? Where from this? It's all because of the lack of understanding in the church. So thank God, if you are part of today's session or this week's session, that when we are done, you will know and you will not look down upon any man of God. You will never think that a certain man of God because my osofo is this because my osofo is that then it means my osofo is not called of god no problem eva no problem then it means my osofo is not of God. There has been a lot of errors, and it is my desire that when this session is finally over, God's people will understand that when it comes to the work of God, the only person that is superior is God. It is God. You can even use your finger to represent the fivefold ministry. You can use your finger your fingers to represent the fivefold ministry. The apostle can be represented with the middle finger. The apostle can be represented with the middle finger. And it is the duty of the apostle to give direction. It is the duty of the apostle to give direction. It doesn't mean the apostle is better than the evangelist. So the apostle will decide, ah, I want per the leadings of God, I want us to open a branch here. 
apostle will come with a certain strategy that this is the new focus of the church. I want us to open a branch at Akushi. Then the prophet will go and pray about it. Then the prophet will come and say, oh, apostle, this church, God has instructed us to open at Akushi. These are the spirits that operate in that area. And if we want our church to grow, this is what we have to do. Then the apostle will talk to the evangelist. That evangelist, so the ring finger is the finger for the evangelist. Let us go out there and let us preach the word of God. So when the evangelist preaches the word of God, a lot of souls will be won. And the evangelist will then hand over the people to the pastor. And it is the duty of the pastor to shepherd them in the presence of God. So the work of your pastor is not to prophesy to you. The work of your pastor is just to manage you. Your pastor is just like a, a relationship manager of a bank. The pastor is just managing your accounts. Then the, the teacher, because you are new to Christ, it is the work of the teacher to feed you, to explain certain things about the word of God. So it is the teacher that will help you to become grounded in the church. It was a word God gave to the apostle. The apostle heeded to that word. Then he spoke to the prophet. Then the prophet inquired and showed them what to do. Then the evangelist led the team. And right after that, evangelist had done his work. He handed them over to the pastor. And the pastor's job is to manage them. And then the teacher came to organize sessions for them, to give them deeper understanding into the things of God. So every church has this fivefold ministry. Any church that lacks these ministries, the church is not complete. That is why in the verse 12 of Ephesians chapter 4, he said all these things, all these ministries are for the edification of the church. The edification of the church. The edification of the church. But at times when what has given some people the idea that maybe when you are an apostle, uh, uh, you, 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 you can do the work of a prophet, you can do the work of a teacher, you can do the work of a pastor. It is there. It is there. But one thing I know, that even if you're a teacher and at a service, God wants to minister, God wants to deliver his people. He can use you as a teacher. And at that moment, 
the spirit that you'll be operating it with is not the spirit of a teacher, but the spirit of a prophet. I will end here. If there are any questions, I will ask. If there are none, tomorrow I will focus on the nine ministries of the spirit. You spoke about the ministries, the diversities of the ministries. There are other nine. There are the other nine that the first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, it also mentions some other people. And we are going to focus on that before I come to the giftings of the spirit and what you can do to get them, what you can do to enjoy and to walk in a certain realm of God's power. Is there any question that needs to be answered? Is there yes. any question? Good. Please, can you tell me the difference between the functions of the apostle and the prophet? I get confused about both of them. No, sure. The apostle is the head. Yes. The apostle just gives orders. This is what I want us to do. The prophet is the eyes and the ears of the people. So in the Old Testament times, before the first dispensation, they had the high priest and they had the prophet. So even if God speaks to the prophet about something that Israel had to do, it was the high priest that the prophets comes to tell them. So like in our normal village sentence, you will have a chief. The chief is the apostle, and you have the village priestess. The village priest is the eyes and the ears of the people. I hope you get me. So the apostle will decide, this is the focus of God. It is the prophet that has to work in line with the focus of the apostle. So the prophet will go and inquire from the Lord that this is the word that God gave to apostle. How are we going to add flesh to the word? And the prophet will come with a lot of additions, elaborations to the word that had already been given. But there is a lot of misconception and uneasy thing between the operations of the prophet and the operations of the apostle. All because they quote a certain scripture ignorantly. When the Bible says, believe in your prophets, they believe in the prophets. But as at the time, the Bible wrote, I think Bible, you must always try to understand, it was, it was talking about a certain dispensation. It was the dispensation of the of the father. It was the dispensation of the father. Any other question? If you're a child of God, you can operate through all the ministries. And one problem we've had in the church. Who should I use? Let me use Belinda. 
Moses's wife. We had a service today. God, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to his people. And at that moment, don't forget, the Holy Spirit is a boss of his own. He decides who to choose. And at that moment, you know, he chose Belinda, he chose Dinah, and he chose Frida. But among these three people, it was only Belinda that had yielded her spirit. So though these three people were chosen, it was only Bell that yielded her spirit. So the Holy Spirit went through her. It happened twice. It happened twice. It keeps on happening. It does not mean Belinda is a prophet. And that has been a major issue in Christendom. The mere fact that you operate a gift does not, does not give you the power to occupy the office of that gift. That is why a lot of people start very well in ministry, but they don't end well. The reason why they don't end well is because they went to church. Anytime the choristers meet and they are worshiping, there's a, a brother that God speak through him or her so the person will come and prophesy at that time the person is operating with the gift of prophecy it doesn't mean that the person is a prophet to so a come back before you realize not the tag nothing so when you are calling me call me prophet this <laughs> call me prophet that for all you know they have nothing to do. So mostly when I, I am teaching about the gift is what I do. I'm a carpenter. A carpenter has his tools. So the carpenter, the carpenter is my office. I'm an apostle. And an apostle has tools that he uses. You realize that I times I'll come and teach. I am a teacher. What I am doing now, I am operating as a teacher. At times I'll come and preach. I am operating like a pastor. At times I'll just come and prophesy. I am operating at that moment as a prophet. And at times I'll just come and issue my decrees and my establishments. I am operating in the office of an apostle. It does not mean I am better than a teacher. So, um, who should I use crash? I will use cereal. Cereal has a carpenter in front of his house. And the next day after that day, Cyril realized that their bed has collapsed. But this bed is fixable. So he checked the bed and realizes where the fault is coming from. 
So Cyril just went to the carpenter. Cyril just went to the carpenter and said, Jack, can I have some nails? Can I have some hammer? Because of the relationship and because there is a certain need that needs to be satisfied, the carpenter will give Cyril the nails and the hammer. The mere fact that Cyril was able to use the nails and the hammer does not qualify him to be a carpenter. Yeah. The mere fact that I can change a bulb and I can change and replace a switch does not guarantee me to say I am now an electrician. And that is one of the dangers in the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is sweet. The Holy Spirit is sweet. The Holy Spirit is sweet. If you want to, to do a proper concern with somebody, build on intimacy and you enjoy. <laughs> God willing, if there is no question, God willing, tomorrow I'll continue. Then I will teach you how to. When I explain these things, all these things to you, you now you will know. You will love more about the Holy Spirit. You will love it. Any other question? Any other question? If there is no other question, Apostle, yes, please. Hey. Apart, apart from the spiritual way of getting ready for the Holy Spirit, is there other physical ways you have to be ready for the Holy Spirit? Alberta, I told you that when you yield, the human will yield to the Holy Spirit, the body will automatically obey. Yes, please. So, it is about the spirit of man controlling the human spirit man is made up of three things the soul the body and the spirit and the soul which is the realm of the mind is the gateway to the spirit that is where the human will the human will operates in the realm of the soul so whoever have access to the human will whoever have access to the human will oppress the body. When I want to eat cassava with red pepper, it will come as a thought. So when you react and obey to that thought, that is when the thought, the body obeys. That is why one time Jesus said, sins are not committed by the body. They are committed by the mind. So the moment the mind decides that I am going to dupe this man, I am going to milk this woman, the act 
has already happened. Most of you, you break your fast before the time. You break your fast before the time. The moment the mind accepts the fact that no, I have to get something to eat, though the body has not eaten, the battle or the fast has already ended. So, dear lady, it is what controls your human will that controls your body. Yield to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit control your body. Any other question? God will do tomorrow. Ask, ask, hey, hey, Alberta, this is your last question. Please. Two o'clock. I beg. My brother. Please, I am with the, be, with the fasting aspect. It's sad, though. Sometimes it's not intentional. Like mm. you are dead and you are fasting, all of a sudden you remember you have to eat, then you will not eat again. There may be like, um, let's say, you take something into your mouth like this, something, <laughs> then you remove it. That one to have you broken the fast. Yes. Yes. That is why when you are about to fast, you dedicate the fast, you consecrate the fast. Okay, you go to God and say, God, I am fasting from eight hours to B hours. So it is done. Then you subject the body to a fast. So when the body usually is at nine o'clock, the moment it is almost nine, the body will start sending a certain signal. And that is where the human will will tell the body that, hey, today there's no food, you are fasting. Bam, you've locked any desire. But you go for the food. And once you are putting the food in your mouth, you now remember that, hey, you were fasting. Ah, madam. What's your name? Any other question? Good. Father, we thank you. Any other? Hush. Any other? No. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come and learn at your feet. Grant us deeper understanding into the workings of your spirit. Amen. We are meeting today, eight o'clock, and we will continue with our part two of our series on spiritual depths. spiritual depths and tonight we are going to do a lot of decrees and declarations so please come prepared come prepared can we share the grace may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit be with us Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.